Let's sing together. Come. Joy of 
people to deliver. Thy people to deliver. Born a child. Born a child. And yet a king. Born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring By thine own eternal spirit By thine own eternal spirit Rule in all our hearts alone By thine own merit raise us to thy glorious throne by thine own eternal by spirit by thine own eternal spirit Lord we're asking you to rule in all our hearts alone rule in all our hearts alone by thine all sufficient merit by thine your greatness who has held the oceans in his hands who has held the oceans who has numbered every grain of sand kings and nations tremble at his voice and all creation rises to rejoice Great God of ours, let's sing, Behold Our God.
Jeff Miller. I'm one of the pastors here at Redwood Chapel, and it's my privilege to welcome you to the celebration of life service from Maya Sonny Hawkins. 
whose timeless and amazing voice has already blessed us today. Our aim here is to do two things distinctly. Number one, we want to honor the life of Sonny Hawkins by remembering her impact and by celebrating her faith, all while showing love and support to the family and friends who are gathered here today. The second thing that we want to do, even more importantly, is to glorify the God who Sonny loved. Amen. Sonny loved the Lord her God with all of her heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we want to give him praise for her salvation today. She sits confidently at the right hand of the Father in heaven, awaiting a day when we too who are in Christ will join her and we gather by faith in that promise today. And we trust that the life of Jesus has impacted your life as well. And if it has not, then by the end of this service, I pray that it does. Because that would be what Sonny would want, would be that in her service you would see Jesus. And your attention would not be on her life, but it would be on him significantly. And so before I pray, I want to recognize some of the family that is here in attendance today. You don't need to stand, but I do want to acknowledge your presence. Sonny's mother, Okima Watson, is here with us today. Sonny's father... Sonny's father, uh, Cedric Davis, is here. Sonny's stepmother, Miss B. Davis, is here as well. And Sonny's siblings, Dr. Cedric E. Davis II and Michelle Watson, are both here with us. And we want to greet you and welcome you this morning. In addition, Sonny's in-laws, Tommy Richardson and Tremaine Hawkins Richardson, are here. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Two adopted kind of godmothers in Sonny's life. Miss Sarah McLeod and Miss Nona Brown are here as well. We give praise for you and thank you for being here. And of course, Sonny's husband, Walter Jamie Hawkins. And your precious children with Sonny, Jamie, Elijah, Paisley, Patience, Lydia, and Baby Grace. We love you. We love all of you, and we are grateful for the opportunity to celebrate your mom's life today. You have our heartfelt condolences as you process the grief and the taste of challenge that will be ahead of you, no doubt, but as you can see in this room, you are surrounded by friends and family who love you and who no doubt will be with you in whatever is to come. So we trust God that his church and his family will surround you well during this time. From my friendship to you, I just want you to know that I will be here for you if you need anything at all. Please join me in a word of prayer. Our gracious God and almighty Father, we thank you for your presence that is already here in this place today. We behold our God today, seated on the throne. Come, let us adore him. So, Father, as we have opportunity to think about Sonny's life, to think about the impact of her life, to think about the various gifts and skills and loves that she had, God, I pray that in all of those testimonies, we would see a common thread, and that is the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, woven through her life. 
bringing her from childhood to adulthood, from singleness to married life, from a woman without children to a woman with six beautiful children. And in all of those movements, in all of those seasons, God, that we would see your your hand touching, moving, protecting, and shaping Sonny's life. God, we grieve her passing, no doubt. We long for her to be here. And yet, deep in our souls, we know that she is in a far better place. For she has moved from the land of the dying to the land of the living. And that's where we ultimately want to be as well. So by your Holy Spirit, we invite you to move and shape this service according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. At this time, I'd like to invite Miss Edna Duncan to come and read some scripture for us this morning. And after Miss Duncan reads a scripture, uh, Miss Tremaine Hawkins will be singing Amazing Grace for us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. We serve a mighty, good God. Hallelujah. And we're here to celebrate. Hallelujah. And I know my daughter, and I call her my daughter because Pastor is my son. And she loved the Lord. And she loved to praise the Lord. And you guys all know that. So let's say it again. Praise the Lord. He's worthy of all praise. He gave her to us for such a time as he did. And we should be celebrating, celebrating. Hallelujah. And I didn't, you know, since she left, I didn't know I was going to get through all of this and get here and even walk up here. But here we are. And I praise God for his mighty grace and mercy and strength. Hallelujah. And all that he is to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the word of God says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live and let not me be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto the statues continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statues, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee. And I am afraid of thy judgments. Praise the Lord for his word that's forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah.
Good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord, everyone. Sorry for the delay, but I didn't know I was so early in the program. And uh, I have a problem coming up the steps these days. But I'm honored to. to sing God's praises in the house of the Lord this morning. An honor to celebrate my daughter, Maya's life. Maya was an incredible mother. Incredible. Her baby Lydia came up to me about a week and a half ago and said, Granny, Mommy was the best mommy ever. And those of us who know Maya agree with that wholeheartedly. talking about getting up early in the morning and preparing breakfast, homeschooling these beautiful children, growing their hair from here to there. <laughs> Teaching in the word, Taking them to the Bible be three or four times. Two of them, three of them came within one win of winning it all. Is that incredible or what? Bimo, you had an incredible daughter. I, by the grace of God, have an incredible son. And the two of them together were an incredible team. To God be the glory. And we are going to need an incredible village. All of you that are here under the sound of my voice, we're going to need you time to time to help pitch in and help us do what Maya would have wanted to do. She did it for many years, but God knows best because he's a sovereign God. We bow to his will. Thank you, honey, for coming up here to support me. So now, I'm going to sing about his grace. Thank you, Daddy. Hold this. Honey. 
was grace
shall see his face. Oh God, when it's all over, oh, when it's all
She made it. I'm gonna put on my robe. Tell the story. Oh, 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 I made it over. Oh, You are close like no other. 
I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God hey! Cause all my life you have been faithful Oh yes you have of being led in worship by Sonny Hawkins, you're going to have the privilege of doing that right now. There's a video that was recorded of Sonny leading the TLCC church in worship, singing In Christ Alone. And we're going to invite you to stand and become the choir and to sing along as Sonny leads us in this beautiful hymn and invite you to sing as we, um, as we worship together, In Christ Alone. Thank you. 
precious Jesus. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for your perfect life, for your atoning death, and your triumphant resurrection. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease.
returns or until he calls me home here in the power of Christ we stand amen amen God bless you you may be seated praise the Lord wow brother Javon Watkins come join me up this time if you would Javon is going to share some special acknowledgments, tributes that have been shared with the family. Javon, thank you for being with us today. Praise the Lord, family. First of all, it's a cruel joke to put anybody up <laughs> after that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, what is this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> My God. So I'm just here to give acknowledgments on behalf of the family and um, just to thank a few people because, you know, if we had everyone speak, we'd be here till tomorrow. So just to capsulize things, um, we want to thank everyone for uh, anyone who sent cards, text messages, phone calls, reached out, greatly appreciated, greatly supported. And uh, we thank you for that. From um, the friends, mostly in the family section, that supported Maya through her transition, uh, the friends, the family, um, to the hospice team. I don't know if any, is any of the hospice team here? You guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. They stopped at nothing to make sure that Maya was comfortable, that made sure Maya had everything she needed all the way until the end. Literally, they were always on hand, and we're so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much. Um, to Grand B and Mama Sarah, thank you guys. They supported Maya to the day that she transitioned. Literally, to the day she transitioned, they supported her. So big thank you to them. Um, also, we received a couple of proclamations. Uh, we'd like to thank you guys for that. Those have been given to the family, and they will be uh, cherished and read in their private time. Um, thank you all for being here. I, I know that this is a difficult time, but we don't have to mourn like those that don't have a savior. So thank God that you guys are here. Thank God that we loved Maya. We had our time with Maya, and that we're here to celebrate a life well done. Amen. Be blessed. We have the privilege of having um, multiple members of clergy who are here today. And I'm going to invite two to come and join me up here on the stage to provide a short tribute. Um, Pastor Clifton Davis and Dr. Donnie McClurkin, if you both would join me, if you're willing to come on up here and just say a word of tribute. Um, following them, I'm going to be inviting groups to come up. Yes, I said groups of people to come up to share. Because there are groups of people, um, you get two to three minutes each. And it's my 
responsibility to make sure that you kind of stay to that time as much as possible. So um, if you hear, if you feel me when you're sharing, uh, come up and put my hand on your shoulder. Um, that means I'm here, and it means you're done. Okay, so I'm here and you're done. So that's the way that's going to work in just a few minutes. That does not apply to you, my friend. Um, you have the opportunity to share, and uh, we thank you so much for being here today. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor. To God be the glory. What a marvelous person. What an incredible human being we pay tribute to today and whose life we celebrate today. So brief, but so full. Rich because of the love and gifts of God. Maya Sonny Davis Hawkins was my niece and in my view was beautiful and phenomenal woman a faithful servant of the Lord, a gifted artist, a loving wife and mother. What an amazing mother. A wise teacher, a brilliant composer, a biblical scholar, and so much more. We loved her so much and we grieve her passing. She, she gave us joy. So much joy just saying hello. She filled us with joy. So we mourn her passing, but Maya had a faith that from her childhood to her departure from this life filled her, filled her with a blessed hope. 46 years of faith, 46 years of love, 46 years of hope. Composer Wayne Hooper put it this way. We have this hope that burns within our hearts. Hope in the coming of the Lord. We have this faith that Christ alone imparts. Faith in the promise of his word. Scripture reminds us that if we share Maya's faith, then we share Maya's hope. And we don't grieve like others. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So friends and family with that same faith that Maya held dear and enriched her brief years of life. Faith that God's word is faithful and true. Faith that Jesus paid it all. Faith that by grace you are saved through faith. And that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. And faith that in the Father's house there are many mansions. And there's one prepared for me. And with this faith I invite you to momentarily set aside your grief and celebrate with joy and thanksgiving the gift of Maya's life.
I did not come prepared um, to really speak. I just came to support. I just came to show my love for my nephew and my niece. Uh, if there was anything that I was going to say, it'd probably be, when peace like a river attend death my way, and when sorrows like a sea billow rolls, where the peace of sorrow, whatever my lot, you have taught me to say, it is well, it is well. My soul, it is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. Oh, it is well, it is well. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. On oh, my sin, not the part, but the whole has been nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, I am. Praise the Lord, I'm Oh, and Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight and the clouds be rolled back like a scroll. That day the trumpet shall sound. And the Lord shall descend Even so It is well, hallelujah I'm trying to keep this in English With my soul Can somebody just help me? It is well souls to Calvary to that crimson float. You may be too young for this. Many arrows pierce my soul from without within. Better. But my Lord leads me 
some old saints in here. My prayer is that someday I can be that unprepared to do anything in this world. What in the world? God bless you. God bless you. My goodness. All right. Brian Golub, Jenny Lancaster, Antoinette Smith, Keisha Russell, Nicholas Gant. You can join me on either side of this podium. And you can make your way up to the microphone whenever it is empty for your two to three minutes of remarks. I repeat, for your two to three minutes of remarks. That is not my desire to be punitive to anybody. It is only my desire to help us through all of the different tributes and blessings that we'll be hearing today. Keisha, kick us off, please. God bless you. I don't know how I got first. Uh, so many could have gone first, but all right. Um, so I'm uh, just standing to uh, just remember my sonny, um, and I'll just say something brief, because she said, Keisha, I want funny stories. Now, I don't think I'm funny, but I'm going to do my best, okay? So you guys work with me. Um, so Sunny thought I was, for some reason, she thought I was like her, extraordinary, and I had to keep reminding her that I am just a regular person, regular parent, you know, she says, Keisha, come over for supper. First, let me look that up because um, I don't know what supper is. And so when I told my kids, I said, you know, uh, Sunny said, you know, she invited us over for supper. And then I explained to them what supper meant because I'm a regular parent and we have dinner. Um, yeah. So I said to her, uh, son, um, what should I bring? And she's like, oh, nothing. I'm like, you have six kids. You need tables and chairs. So... Should I bring, to, and then she was into this thing like, oh, we're eating ancient grains this week, and then next week we're, we're vegetarian, and then now we're vegan. I was like, I'll bring chicken. Um, definitely have regular kids, too. <laughs> and so then we're in, the, in dinner, and, you know, they don't just have dinner, eat, you know, talk about the day, or watch TV. They're like, all right, everyone, it's time for Bible study. And I'm looking at my kids like, don't you shame me in here. <laughs> you better act like we do this. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Bible study. Yes. yes. We love this part of the day. Uh, <laughs> so her one-year-old is like, Bartholomew. And I'm like, is that in there? Let me sound it out, Bartholomew. And I'm looking at my kids, don't y'all volunteer to read nothing up in here. Of course, my son is like, what, who is Jesus? I'm like, I'm never taking you all anywhere. 
Um, and so they continue, you know, they didn't make us feel, you know, bad, but, you know, they're having Bible study, and we join right in, and my kids still remember that, that supper uh, where we had Bible study that one time. So I'm just praising God for that. Uh, and then she just always thought, like, you know, and, and just even her kids reading at one and a half. And she's like, Keisha, you can do it, too. And I'm like, Sonny, I'm regular. I'm a regular person. Oh, here, just put this on, and then they're going to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm putting that on, and then I'm following it with, like, some cartoon, and it's not going to work the way it worked in your house. And, you know, and so I just had to accept my regularness. I guess that's a word for me. Um, but she was extraordinary. She was beyond extraordinary. She was consistent. I tell you, when I say her level of consistency was to the day before she transitioned, Keisha, this shirt is too low. And I'm like, it's just us. You also have on three shirts. She's like, let's turn it around. I need it to be right here. I'm like, all right, let's take it off again. <laughs> you know, uh, but she was consistent, and she, you knew where she stood with everything. You, she did not waver in what she thought, and you didn't have to agree with her, or you could agree with her, but she was consistent, and she was extraordinary. Her kids are examples of just extraordinary parenting. Extraordinary. I try to keep up with them. You know, I'm well over older than them, but I be trying to keep up. Like, what does that mean? You know, because they will tell you some things. They are just thoughtful in the way that they, they think they are. I like her. So I will see Sunny for many, 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 many years to come because they're so young. And they're going to always sound like her and act like her and talk like her um, and think like her. And so I am just feeling blessed that we are left with such treasures. I'm feeling blessed that she was in my life. I'm feeling blessed that I've been able to encounter her in a way that uh, will always have me thinking about her when, th when I do things in my own life. So I praise God for the gift of sending. Hi there. My name is Brian. Um, Maya and I go way back, 1993, Horizon High School, Scottsdale, Arizona. I wrote something because I was going to be nervous about timing, so I'm going to talk fast. Bear with me, I promise. So Maya Okima Watson Davis, the girl that walked into Horizon High School in 1993, having just moved from D.C., and well, let's just say Scottsdale, Arizona looked a little different than D.C. for Maya. Maya walked in that choir room, confident yet gentle, kind yet determined, bold yet peaceful, loud yet quiet, determined yet humble, gorgeous, strong, stylish, with her hair in all the styles at once, as she called it, <laughs> and with a singing voice that Scottsdale was not ready for. My heart fell, quite literally. Who was this girl who would walk, rock my world, would teach me things about singing I didn't know, who would say, too much, Brian, when I would go off on a riff that I liked, and who would laugh with me, sing with me, make me not only lifetime memories in high school, but also throughout the next 30 years, almost to the date that she walked into Horizon. Yes, sorry, Jamie, but this was the first girl I fell in love with, but you got her afterwards, but I couldn't help it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but she was. How could you not? Maya was my high school girlfriend, that is correct, but now as you do in high school, you break up, and we did, <laughs> but our paths continued through college and New York City, and up until her transition, I was with her. In 1999, in New York City, I got her a job waiting tables at a 50s diner called Ellen Stardust Diner, and it lasted a very short time because she was a terrible waiter, and this is her words, not mine. She was awful. She was really awful. She could sing the 50s songs, but she could not wait tables. <laughs> Waiting tables was not her thing, but being on Broadway was. And let me tell you, I've lived in New York City for 25 years, and I've not seen many people walk through that city and get on Broadway as fast as Maya Okima Watson Davis Hawkins. 
When she was playing Joanne in Rent, I went and beamed with pride over and over and over because that was my friend up on that Broadway stage being a lead, singing her heart out. If you didn't hear it or you get a... Oh, amazing. Um, so a little bit later, 2001, I'm almost... I'm getting there. I'm there. I'm not, I promise. I promise. In 2001, we, we were neighbors in Harlem and um, we lived right around the corner for each other and Harlem looked a little different for me, almost like her in Scottsdale. And she could never remember my address and she would walk up down the street and she'd say, we're the white people building? <laughs> no joke. And they'd be... Right there. There was one building in 1999 on 147th Street in St. Nicholas. Literally the white people building. It was, and I feel, yes, yes, here I am. And I'm not kidding, it happened. And my favorite thing with Maya, my friend still texts me about it, is when we would go around. This is now Maya with like makeup and hair and, and, and pre, mm-hmm, she knows that Maya. Big hair picked out. And we would go and I'd go to McDonald's, we were poor, and I'd say, how much are french fries? 325. And Maya would say, how much are french fries? And they'd be like, free. And then we'd go to the, gar- the pizza place, and they'd be like, how much for garlic knots? And, and I'd be pay, and then she'd get it for free. And we'd go to the hot dog stand, and she'd get it for free. This girl has charm, and I'm telling you, patience, you have your mama's charm, because she was, last time I was here, she said, Taco Bell would be a nice place to be. <laughs> Cut to me taking her to Taco Bell, okay? I was like, come on, so stick with it. You're beautiful, too, and you got that charm. Last thing I'm going to say, I promise you this, I could go on forever, but I, I, I won't. But this is the girl I grew up with, I knew in high school, and crashed my car with on Martin Luther King Day in 1994, which became a tradition to text her happy car anniversary every year on that day because it barely missed. It hit her side, but not her, and it was a terrible, terrible accident. The girl I connected with, loved, moved to New York City and hit the streets running with the one who, I, who said I wanted to be on Broadway and did and wrote for Aretha Franklin. Come on. The one who had her own gospel album, the one I laughed with, cried and cried with, cried over and cried for. And most importantly, the one I was lucky enough to help transition and be with as she left this world. <laughs> this one is forever etched in my heart, who has real estate in my mind and a soul and history in my mind. Maya, I know you said you were excited to go meet Jesus and be with God, and I know you are exactly where you want to be. You did good here. You have six beautiful children that you can rest easy knowing you taught them what you wanted to, and they are wrapped in the love by this group of people here forever. Your legacy lives on. I will miss you. I will never forget you. I will text you every year on our car crash date. My only request is that you sing loud so we can still hear you. And if I riff too much, please send me a sign. I will love you forever. Thank you. That was beautiful, beautiful. My name is Antonique Smith, and Maya was my best friend. Um, but not like normal best friends. It wasn't like, you know, everybody has a best friend, but it was different because it was like God had made a soul and put half of it in her and the other half in me. We were truly twins, and it was bizarre. It was, honestly, it was really weird. And she thought so, too. It was like, it's crazy that I don't have to explain who I am to you. I don't have to explain myself to you because you are literally the same person. And we met um, in Rent in 2002, and we celebrated our 20-year friend anniversary last year. And she was just so bold, like, like you said, big hair and just so bold and gorgeous and her voice. And I was a new girl in the show. She had been there a few years already. And she was just welcomed me with open arms. We became really fast friends because I could tell like something, like there was something, something about her. And she thought it was something about me. And, Soon we discovered that we're, we're like twins. And also, um, I had went through the whole building and saw everybody's dressing room table. And we were the only two where you couldn't actually see the table. It was stuff piled up to here. And I was like, man, we are like super alike. We both messy and everything. 
<laughs> and it was so weird. She she lied about her. Well, she wouldn't tell me how old she was for the longest. I always thought I was older than her um, for the longest. I'm a few years younger. Um, and now she can't hide it. She can't hide her age anymore. Um, but that's how the industry was. You always felt like you you needed to be younger. And I was just like, girl, you, you, are you really not going to tell me how old you are? She was like, no, no, not, not telling you. No, you don't. No. So um, now I know. <laughs> now it's confirmed. Um, she probably hates that. <laughs> uh, man, it's just she loved y'all so much. And we talked about, you know, all your milestones that she was going to get to see I was going to be there with her at your graduations and your weddings and everything that you guys wanted to do. Um, what an incredible mother because you are so brilliant. You, you are so brilliant and talented and that doesn't just happen. You know, that, that takes effort and raising and rearing. And she did all of that. Like it was like, we went on, we were in this, on the same paths. I introduced her actually to the producer and she was so ambitious, so she didn't just work with the producer. She ended up writing a song for Aretha Franklin with the producer. And I was like, okay, sis, well, all right. Talk, talk about seizing the opportunity. And then I don't remember the whole story, but apparently I had something to do with her meeting Jamie, too. So uh, I know. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's my bad, Jamie, you know. <laughs> uh, I feel like, you know, he stole my friend. You know, I think that's why I was crying at the wedding. I was like, he's stealing my friend. But I was so happy for y'all. I really was. I, I was truly, truly happy for you because she had, you know, found love. And I was really, really happy. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know how this is. I don't know how we're here today. I don't know. I, I, my brain, like, I've just truly, truly been in denial. I, I, I just I, I can't accept that we are here where we are because she, she loved God so much. And I just knew he was going to heal her. I just knew that I, I just knew he was going to heal her. And so I, I, I didn't prepare myself. Um, thank God for Ebony. She let me see her uh, a couple days before she passed. And she said, I love you. And then, like, the next day, she, she's like, I think that was kind of like the last time she was really talking. And um, so I'm so grateful for that moment. Thank you, Ebony. Where are you? There you are. Um, I... I don't understand this moment. I know we're all going to see her again. Everybody who loves Jesus is going to see her again. I just wish she was here. We were supposed to be old ladies together. And, you know, once all y'all were all grown up. And uh, JJ's my godson. She made me JJ's godmother, which was such an honor. Um, and I guess, you know, y'all are like the surrogate godchildren. Is that what it's called? Like, I just adopt all y'all as my godchildren. Um, cause I know it's, you know, each one has their own, right? Like, it's not like one's just everybody. So, but I'm, I'm gonna be all y'all's godmother. I love all of you. <laughs> and I'm just, um, I'm truly, truly heartbroken. Is he, is he about to play the music on me? <laughs> all right. All right. I love y'all, and I love, I love you, Maya. And I, Ma, I didn't even tell you. Did I tell you she called me Nella? Antonella. We had our little pet names. Nobody else in the world, because my name is not Antonella. Um, Nella, and I called her Myra. And so I love you, Myra. I know. Y'all can't call her Myra. I love you, Myra. I love you, Jamie, and I love you all the beautiful children.
My name is Jenny Lancaster, and I have been Jamie's Latin teacher. I have watched Elijah and Jamie grow up to be men of great stature and character and bravery, and I have received countless hugs from Paisley and Patience and Lydia and Grace. I'm here today representing the homeschooling community and its testimony to the beauty and the fortitude, the fierce love, and the wild talent of our beloved sister, Sunny. I feel ill-equipped to represent this community because although I am a part of it, I am in no way knowledgeable of the extent of it. So if you have walked beside Sunny in homeschooling, driven her kids to or from an event, taught a class, prepared a meal for her so she could teach, played with the younger kids while she taught the older kids, or had the privilege of laboring in any way, shape, or form in her schooling. Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. This is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ who doesn't know what whose left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. We, each of us, appointed by God as a definite answer to a specific prayer of Sonny's heart, watched in awe as she not only did the impossible of juggling homeschooling six children, but yet was a fully present, fully engaged, fully loving mother, while all the time combating a relentless adversary of cancer and the brevity of life. All of us were first drawn, first and foremost, to this extraordinary woman, so passionate in her calling, so connected to her children's hearts, so gifted in her vision for their education, so focused on whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. But it was more than that. We were also drawn to her children, They have the same sparkle in their eyes as their mother. They have the same ready spirit to learn and to grow. They are inquisitive and curious. They are delightful. They are a testimony to her legacy. They are the legacy of her testimony of faithfulness and excellence. Of course, Sunny was singing the first time I saw her in person. She came to a gathering at CHD Academy. Pastor Jamie was recording her every note on his phone. Children of all ages sat on the floor enwrapped, uh, listening to song after song, sung sung like an angel at the foot of the heavenly throne. Every other time I met with her, even when things in her life were hectic and vastly more complicated, she would inquire after me, singularly other-oriented, every moment of her too short life. But the most important thing I witnessed in watching Sunny was her ability to speak to her children in truth and in love. She spoke to them right now in their tender ages. She spoke to them as current and rising teenagers. She spoke to them as future young men and women. She stuffed words of wisdom and whispers of worship into their souls to carry them into their 20s, their 30s, their 60s, their 80s, all of it. The stolen years of her motherly compassion and commitment 
compressed into the too short time that she had left in this earthly form. Sonny Hawkins will be missed for generations. Sonny Hawkins will be remembered for generations. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, I bring you greetings from Brooklyn, New York, CCC, Christian Culture Center, where A.R. Bernard is my pastor. My name is Nicholas Ryan Gant, um, a.k.a. Sonny's annoying little cousin slash brother. Um, I met her when I was 15 years old in Phoenix, Arizona, doing Black Nativity with the Black Theater Troupe. And um, her and I actually were featured soloists. And um, the first time I heard her, I was completely in awe. I never heard anybody that could sing like that. Um, and she quickly adopted me and took me under her wing. Um, her and my other friend, Kevin Richmond, who I think is here. Yeah, he's here um, in the back somewhere. And um, <laughs> Kevin and I are really the reason why her name is Sunny. I don't know if y'all know that, but... Her daddy bought her a bright yellow bug, Volkswagen Beetle. It was the very first one in the whole state. It might have been in the whole country. Was it the whole country? <laughs> and she had a little sunflower in the dash. And she dragged us all over Phoenix in that bug. And people would honk at us and wave at us. And it was, she was like a local celebrity. And after that, she quickly moved to New York to follow her dreams. And like typical fashion, I decided that I wanted to follow her. I went to visit her that next year and followed her to the theater every single day, just trying to glean everything I could from her. And she really instilled a spirit of excellence when it came to music, just in a spirit of excellence when it came to being a human and just being just a really, really dope person. And she's always been there for me. She's always prayed for me. She's always uplifted me through everything, everything I've ever gone through. She's amazing. And I'm so thankful to be a part of her family. And I'm so thankful to be able to support you guys through this time and hopefully through the rest of my life. I'll be there for you guys. I love you, mom. Love you, Dad. I love you, everybody, whole family. And we thank you, Maya. We love you. And we honor you. And God, we thank you for her life. And you be glorified. Even in her death, you be glorified, oh God. You are amazing. Thank you. Next group of people who's invited to come and share don't have to, but you are welcome to, is Kamali, uh, Kamali Samuels, uh, Nona Brown, uh, Sarah McLeod, Tanya Daniels, Yvette, and Javon Watkins. If any of you would like to come just share a few words, you are invited to do so at this time. After that group, there will be some family members who are invited to come as well. Please. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me 
unto the rock that is higher than I. I stand on the rock this afternoon. I am honored to stand and say something about my goddaughter who showed up in California, returning to California, many years being away. She came back with her, with her beau at the time, Jamie, Pastor Jamie now. And after meeting Maya, maybe the second time I saw her, she walked up to me with that big smile. She said, would you be my godmother? And I said, I might be an axe murderer. You don't know me. <laughs> she said, you're not. And from that time, she became my beautiful Maya. I became Mama Nona. Now, if any of you know or knew Maya and her personality, you don't tell Maya what she needs to do. You don't tell Maya what to do. And Maya had so many facets to her, it took a team of mothers. There is a team, Okima, myself, Mama Sarah, and Mom B. And before us, I understand there was Myrna Summers. So thank you, Okima, for allowing us to be Team Maya. Amen. Amen. Now, me and Mama Sarah would have uh, conference calls on how we were going to tell Maya that something wasn't a good idea. Because you can't use, am I telling the truth? We did this as recent as maybe four weeks ago. You can't tell her you can't do that. You have to use certain words that seems like you're not telling her what to do. And so I got word that Maya had been driving a car. This was not long ago, you all. Maya got into the car and drove. Mama Sarah called me and I said, oh, no, 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 this is not going to happen. But I said, I got to choose my words really carefully. So I had my little talk with her. And in Maya fashion, she looked at me, she said, never said a word. That, if you know Maya, if you knew Maya, that meant I hear you, but I'm really not going to do what you're suggesting. <laughs> but I love my baby because she was authentic what I loved about Maya was how she mothered her children. If you have a conversation with any of these children, they are intelligent, polite, and loving. And I thank God for being Mama Nona to her. My heart is heavy, but I know that she is in a better place with the Lord. And let me tell you, Maya was strong until the end. Maya was doing hair three weeks before she took her last breath. Two days before she took her last breath, we were all around and taking turns by the bedside, and every time she'd move, we'd jump. And I guess we got on her nerves a little bit too bad, so I was over there, and I was like kind of rubbing her head, and, and I'm like, you know, they're asking me, is she okay? And I said, yeah, I think she's okay, but she's making noises. That girl got strength to look at Mama Nona and say, I would tell you if I need something. <laughs> I went and sat on the couch and we had coffee. I let her be. But I will leave you with this. James poses the question, what is your life? Life is but a vapor that appeareth for a little time. And I'm so grateful that I got the chance to love on my daughter for a little time. I leave you with love unconditionally. We only have a little time.
Well, like Brian, I wrote something, but it's going to be a lot longer than two or three minutes, so I'm going to try and... <laughs> we'll get through it together. Well, as you all know by now, I am Mama Sarah. And I am only Mama Sarah because 15 years ago, the power of the word yes, Maya said yes to being a faculty member at Napa Valley College. And one day, the Napa Valley College uh, catalog comes in the mail and it says, Black Gospel Choir in Napa. <laughs> Director S. Hawkins, now I had to find out for myself. So I logged in and I signed up and I waited for the auditions and I'm walking back and forth outside that choir room door that day and I get called in and there's this young man, head down, playing the keys, if you know, you know. And next to him is this beautiful, very pregnant young lady and I walk up and she says, I'm Sonny Hawkins, it's so nice to meet you, this is my husband, Jamie. We do a little warm-up, we start to sing, and Jamie stops playing. And I thought, well, Lord, I know the pipes are rusty. <laughs> but I thought I'd get a bar or two more in. He looks at me over those glasses, and he goes, where are you from? I kind of thought that was obvious, but I said, Napa? And he goes, no, no. I want to know where you're from, because you don't sing like some of those other people we heard singing earlier. I said, oh, yeah, I go to a Pentecostal church where all we sing is gospel music. <laughs> he said, now that makes sense. She was unlike any other director I'd ever had, and I'd had a lot of them. She didn't just teach music. She infused her students with passion. And because of that, she was able to pull sounds out of the most unassuming people. She also didn't dress like any director I ever had. Her cute, fashionable ensembles, those adorable tutus with a matching beret, always her Doc Martens or her death-defying heels. It was one or the other. But she was absolutely amazing. But I'm happy to say that my experience didn't stop with singing in her choir. We fell in love with Sonny and Jamie, and we became family immediately. And pretty soon, J.J. popped on the scene and then it was Bugs and Pie and Nettie and Liddy and Graceface. We had a time. Family gatherings, holidays, school productions, lemon cupcakes, always lemon cupcakes. Shopping, because when the girl said yes, she always said yes to shopping. Um, in fact, I don't know anybody that knows the floor plan of Ikea better than Maya. Um, she taught me to say yes to a lot of things. In fact, when we were on a ride home in an Uber on our way home from UCSF just back in May, she said, Mama, don't be limited by what you haven't accomplished. Look at closed doors as opportunities. Like Mama Nona said, she never took no for an answer. She said, challenges can be conquered and that really sums up what she did, graduating at 16, getting her bachelor's, going to New York, walking through doors most of us only dream of. But beyond that, she also said yes to me. She said yes to my family. And because of her, y'all are stuck with me now. <laughs> because I have family that I never dreamed of, and I'm so grateful. So while we're grieving, celebrating, 
wishing for what could have been. Remember the power of a yes. She said yes to teach. I said yes to an audition. And now I have six beautiful, brilliant grandbabies. I get to share in the lives with these other mamas that already went on before me and welcomed me with open arms. I just never dreamt that that yes would lead us to doctor's appointments, cancer diagnosis, chemotherapy, surgeries, or being there the last day that she took her breath before she went on to glory. But if I had to do it all over again, I'd say yes all over again. Praise the Lord, everybody. In spite of, truly, the Lord is good. Amen. I am Yvette Thomas. I was Maya's best friend during high school when she was in D.C. at the Duke Ellington School of the Arts. And my goodness, we remained friends all of these years. Anytime she came back home, we would all assemble at Uncle Keith's house, and we'd have our own mini musicals in the kitchen. <laughs> But Maya, my goodness, not only was she extraordinary, exceptional, brilliant, she was a genius in her own right, but she was also special, and we all know that. She was a little touched, <laughs> right? And at Ellington, we would walk those halls. Back even then, Mama, we wore our tutus. For me, it was a tennis skirt because I, I hadn't, you know, grasped that specialness just yet. But Maya got me to a point where I was in tutus and hair bows and headbands. And sometimes we'd pack our clothes in our book bags and we'd change when we got to school. And we, we'd wait right until the bell rang for the classes to change when everybody was coming out into the hallway. And Maya would say, come on. And we'd walk down and everybody would just be looking like, what in the world <laughs> do they have on? But that was Maya. And she was okay with being different. She was okay with being special. She was okay with being colorful. She was okay with being sunny. She was always a bright light, even back then. And I'm so grateful for my time with her. I just want to share this really quickly. We were in the vocal music department, and so we could not chew gum in class. I have gum in my mouth right now. We couldn't chew gum in class, and we would always get in trouble, and they would make us spit our gum out. And so Maya, we shared a locker. Maya posted this little board on the inside door of our locker, and she said, that's Rao gum. And so... <laughs> Before class, we quickly take our gum out and stick it on the board. And after a while, it had become, we were artists. And so after a while, <laughs> after a while, it, it kind of became an art board. And so we would start making little shapes um, out of our pieces of gum. And so the last shape that Maya made before we left school that, that particular year was South Africa. And she said, I wonder if anybody will look at it and know that that's South Africa. <laughs> My baby is gone, y'all. But to your point earlier, we all thought that God would heal her, but he did. And so in his presence is ultimate healing, 
is joy, is deliverance, is no pain, is no suffering, is no discomfort, is no disappointment, is no discouragement. It's none of that. And so she is healed. It is done. And God, we accept your will. Jamie and all of the children, I love you dearly. We are here for you. Whatever we can do, reach out. Let us know. And just like we are here now, we'll be there then. God bless you, and I love you all. Hi, I'm Kimberly Samuels, and I am the god sister of Maya Hawkins. And I am up here because um, I said I would say something, and I have nothing to say, really, except that I love her. I loved her. I, uh, she was my sister. <laughs> um, for me, our connection started when she was a baby because of Okima. And most people don't know that. Um, and now I get the the blessed opportunity to help with her children because I love them tremendously. And the only reason I'm standing here is Paisley kind of bullying me to come out here. <laughs> She said, just go up and say you love her. So I'm going to say that I love her, and I'm going to say that um, I had the opportunity to know that she loved me um, also on the, the last day. Um, I went into the room, and she was laying there, and I walked up to her, and I said, hey, sister. Hi, Mitcha. How you doing? And I was trying to, you know, be all excited and she was kind of looking at me and smiling and she said my sister my sister Kim I love you and she like made hearts with her hand and then I said you like my hair and anybody that knows Maya now knows that Maya doesn't like the shaved head and Maya went <laughs> and so I was like okay <laughs> she knows it's really me and uh I was able to get that opportunity to just kind of sit with her and have her actually rub on my hair. So um, I just want to say that, uh, Jamie, you know I love you. Babies, you know I love you. And uh, it's going to take a village. It's going to take a village. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Aunt Yolanda, Uncle Keith, and Grand B, the bonus mom, if you would like to come up at this time, you have an opportunity just to say a few words if you'd like to. Also invite Dr. Cedric E. Davis, if you'd like to come up, Michelle Watson, if you'd like to come up, Okima Watson. Dr. Cedric E. Davis, Sr., if you'd like to come up. All of you are invited to share a few minutes as well. Good afternoon. 
I'm Uncle Keith from Maryland. I don't want to talk, but I'm going to stand up here with my sister and my niece. Thank you to my sisters. Kim, Ebony, Tanya. You were here when I couldn't be in state. And you were there and kept me in the loop. That right there is priceless. I can't repay you for, I can repay you with my love, my sisterhood. I'm here um, to my babies. Don't call me, because Auntie Shell is coming running. <laughs> Let there be a problem. <laughs> Let y'all be a problem. <laughs> Please call me. Um, but they're not. They're not. Um, okay. Maya, Maya, what is it like to be raised with Maya? What is it like to be Maya's sister? From birth, I am the baby, um, Maya. We are two years and four days apart. I'm July 27th, she's July 31st. Um, that was my first singing partner. Um, <laughs> we were affectionately known as the Watson sisters. <laughs> um, excuse me, uh, is there tissue? I'm sorry, I'm sniffing. Some tissue. <laughs> um, but anywho, it's been a blessing. There it is, right, right My there. baby, okay. um, straight A student, scholar, unmatched. I go to school, we go to the same schools. Um, it was, oh, that's Maya's sister. <laughs> but it's true. Um, so when people would ask me, my mom used to say, uh, they'd be like, what's your name? I'd be like, I'm Maya's sister. <laughs> but... It's a blessing, it's an honor, it's a privilege. Um, really quickly, we, we've sang so many places for so many people. Refreshing Spring Church of God in Christ. We were born into Love Center Ministries and we left at a younger age, but we were taught the word, we were raised in the word through Refreshing Spring Church of God in Christ. I thank you today. Um, but Elder Hedden first. There you go. He called us Sweetie Pie and Pie Sweetie. <laughs> Those singing little girls. Um, and things like that, but I'm not going to take up too much time. Um, just really quickly, but there's so many things because, baby, we were gigging early in life. We, I didn't know we were professionals, okay? <laughs> I was riding in the back of a car. We happy to stop at McDonald's, excuse me. Um, next thing you know, we in front of Congress. We singing in front of dignitaries. Um, it's like, it's amazing, the journey um, of Maya Watson Davis Hawkins, okay? Um, because she was Maya Watson Davis, and she had 
presence. She was a name we sang everywhere. Um, Pastor McClurkin actually came to the spring. John P. Key and poured into us as babies before they were who they were, who they are. When we were babies, we had taught from the best, Myrna Summers, Mama Tremaine, Bishop Walter Hawkins, Edwin Hawkins, Lynette, fed everybody, poured into us and loved on us. So we appreciate you, we thank you. Really quickly, this is it, because I have to do this. But um, this is a conversation between me and my sister that I never really paid attention to, but this was one of the songs we sang. But it went back and forth for each of us. But it's... It must have been cold there in my shadow to never have sunlight on your face. You were content to let me shine. You always walked a step behind. I was the one with all the glory. While you were the one with all the strength. A beautiful face without a name for so long a beautiful smile to hide all the pain did you ever know that you're my hero sing it they can hear you in everything I wish I could be I can fly the wind beneath my wings. I thank God that I was there holding her hand before her last breath, and I thought, as I was there, and I said, if you can hear me, because I was told she could hear, squeeze my hand. I didn't get a response maybe for five minutes, so, but I was keeping the faith, and then suddenly I got a squeeze. And I said, it's mom, I'm here, I'm here. And that one eye, she had one eye that was staying open, <laughs> looking around. So I said, she sees me. And then she smiled and showed me her beautiful teeth that were still there. <laughs> um, her life, she was my mini-me, you know, that first go-round, you know. And... I just look, but her life has been a testimony. And if there be a, a song, because I'm not going to be long, but I just thank God. Oh, I have to say this. And I was believing God to the end because after I got the smile, then that other eye opened. 
Then she started moving, and I thought I was getting ready to have a Lazarus moment. I was the only one in there. I said, she's moving. I'm getting ready to see a miracle. So I jump up and I go run outside to tell everybody because they'd been on duty so long. They were glad mom was there. And to tell them, ah, she's moving. And so they come running back in. That was the last breath. You know, so I was having faith. I said, I know God's going to raise her up again, but I thank him for the three years of remission. I'm 2004, lung cancer, stage three, no symptoms, and I thought I had a cold. I'm just saying the strength, okay? And this is all I leave you with because this is for us. The master is still calling. Listen while you still can hear. Listen while you still can hear the master's call. The master's calling. And it goes to me first. Bow down while your knees still bend. Bow down while your knees still bend. Our master still calling. Can't you hear him calling? I don't want to run or walk away. Walk away from him. Oh no. We don't want to walk away. Walk away from him. God is on our side. Yes. He's on our side. God is on our side. And one more verse. And we can all join in. Praise him while your lips still sing. Praise him while your lips still sing. Our masters calling still calling the masters calling Sing, mama. let's listen life is a testimony Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here uh, to have words for uh, Maya. I met Maya actually when Pastor Jamie and them returned back from uh, the East Coast. I uh, met them and um, came a part of their family. Uh, uh, Jamie's my godson, and all the kids called me God Daddy. And I I think it was Lydia asked me, 
are you God dad are you are you God's God daddy? I said, No. <laughs> I'm not God's God daddy. But um I was able to be around Maya and see her hand on hand with her children, with her daughters, doing their hair, uh, fixing their breakfast, doing Bible study like uh, Keisha said, after they ate dinner, time for the Bibles to come out, and, and there they were. I mean, it's like I had never seen anything like that displayed from Jamie and Maya with their children. It was really mind-blowing. And I'm just thankful um, for Maya, her life. She was a lady, and even all her little girls, they wore dresses. That was like, yes, yes, dresses for little girls. So I admire that she wanted them to be little uh, ladies. And I think one day I was over at her house, she was with uh, Elijah, and they were playing the violin together. I said, wow, they even playing the, the violin. And Lydia playing the piano. I said, wow, what a woman that she was. And a friend and, and a, a wife and a, a mother and a sister. So I just applied, I applaud her today for just being able to have words because she was so loving and, and so caring, even um, I went to see her one evening on her bedside. My mother had passed a couple of months ago, and she wanted to uh, she, she pray for me. She says, you had your mother for a long time, and I just want to be here for my kids for a long time. And so that was so touching. So we're here, so we have to be the village that these children need. Not only here just today, but after this is all said and done, then where will you be to lend a hand? So God bless everyone. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God, everyone. Good afternoon. So I'm Cedric II, Maya's brother. Um, there's a Cedric Sr., and there's a Cedric III around, so just kind of be careful with all the Cedric stuff. <laughs> this was literally a 50-50. Um, didn't know if I'd be able to come up, um, talk to you guys. As you know, this process, it's hills and valleys, and everyone process is different. Um, and then I was over there in that room meeting with family and Someone gave me the, the flyer, and I saw her face and all the other faces, and just joy came to me, and it seems to be a reoccurring theme. We keep hearing joy, joy, the joy that, that um, she brought us, and I had a similar feeling when I first met my sister, this, this feeling of, of joy. She's two years older than me, so she didn't come to live with us until later on. She would come and go, and I think when I was three years old, she came, and 
came to visit. We just had so much fun. Maya fun. Everybody in this room knows what I'm talking about. Genuine, legit Maya fun. And then she would leave. And then maybe a couple years later, she would come back more fun, and this would come and go. I'm thinking, I'm getting my heart broken here. So I go up to uh, my parents and say, look, if Maya can't come live with us, I didn't understand the dynamic at that time, but if she can't come and live with us, then um, you guys make me another sister. (laughs) Cedric Sr. and Brenda did not make me another sister. And then she came to live with us, I think I was 14 or so, and two years older, she's 16, I'm 14, and all the stories are true that people have been singing, singing, dancing, costumes, smiles, everywhere, school, church, home, bathroom, Walmart. No venue was off limits for this lady. And the thing is, people loved it, you know? Who's that girl in aisle 14 breaking it down in Walmart? (laughs) Who is she? (laughs) It's my sister, and that's when I, I'm only 14 years old, so I'm like, okay, this is a real life hippie celebrity (laughs) that I'm living with. And so, um, but like I said, um, that joy that she always brought me and so many others She's brought me again today, and that's how I could stand up right now, the Kleenex on deck. Um, so guys, look to the left, try to give that joy. Look to the right, try to give that joy. When we leave today, let's try to give that joy that Maya gave us, the same joy that Jesus brought us. Thank you. If I can, I'd like to ask uh, Wayman and his family to come forward. I'd like to ask Danny uh, to come forward. Uh, Danny didn't get mentioned, and uh, he's the last son I expect to have. <laughs> and uh, we're, uh, uh, and you're not going to come forward? Thank you. And Wayman is my number two son, and uh, his family means the world to me. Uh, you know, so when I refer, I refer to uh, Cedric as my number one son, uh, and uh, Wayman is my number two son, and I, got, I, I have a tribe now. Yeah, you know, and uh, and the the Maya's family and Jamie and all, you know, that's a lot of people, you know, and there was a time when almost everybody was at my house at the same time. I uh, was glad that I was having therapy then, <laughs> but but I I, I just want to say that I am so so grateful to uh, to have the understanding that I have you know I don't have to be 
uh, gnashing teeth today. I don't have to be sad. I don't have to, you know, uh, Maya and I have had conversations and we've had to laugh about this thing called death. We've, we've had to laugh about it. And uh, 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 when I was diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer, I wasn't laughing. But we laughed together. In fact, I think we lost our hair together. She had 24-inch braids, and uh, we, we were uh, about to do something together where she was going to take the braids out. And the braids came off. And maybe the next day or two, I don't remember how long it was, but I had a fabulous uh, uh, frohawk <laughs> for years and used to wear long braid uh, and so forth. And uh, I washed my hair, I showered and washed my hair and all of a sudden I felt all this hair. And this is what's left. <laughs> but uh, you know, we've, we've had a chance to laugh about the loss of this or the loss of that because you know, life involves losses. Uh, we, we make gains, we make losses. You know, but, uh, but the one thing that she was so clear about and really, you know, it, it was important to me that she was clear about her salvation. It was important to me that she was clear about her understanding of where she is today. I really, really appreciated it. You know, and, and really she is the, uh, the reason that I... Uh, actually came back to the church. I, I was one of those uh, preacher's kids who needed to get the heck away from the church and uh, stayed away for 15 years. And, and then there was Maya. And I thought, uh-oh, uh-oh. You can't, you can't do this without introducing and without being connected. You can't do this. And so that brought me back to the church. Uh, and although I didn't get to uh, have Maya with me at all times, I figured I would uh, give that church experience to Cedric too. So, and, and then, uh, you know, along came uh, other times. And when Wayman came along, I wanted to be sure to give him the church experience. So uh, uh, he, he was my right-hand man in some church experiences and we had a ball because uh, he would make sure that I had people to, to preach to. <laughs> Whatever it took. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we, we, we're here uh, on, a, on, a, on an occasion that could be sad, it could be, and it is sad, but uh, it could be worse. But we understand, we understand our connection to our Savior. And, and there's no question in my mind that I am saved. But there's no question in my mind that my Mormon family is saved too. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, we are just grateful. And uh, Cedric... Two, Cedric three is, is in the middle. Yeah, Cedric three is in the middle, and he's taking care of me at the house now. So uh, I have a strong young helper. <laughs>
And, uh, and we just, I thank them for being here and for being a part of all of this. Where is Zanetta? Where is Cousin Zanetta? Cousin Zanetta, I didn't call you up. Come on up for, for, for just a minute, just a minute. Where is, I, I, my vision is not what it once was either. All right, this is my cousin Zanetta Van Putten, Dr. Zanetta Van Putten. And I just want you to know that she too came to celebrate the, the uh, celebrate this, this experience and, uh, and to uh, appreciate the transition of my beloved daughter. And so I thank each one of you for being here, for making it happen. And I thank God for allowing me to be here because <laughs> obviously I could be gone, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm here. And as long as I live, I hope to, to share the truth of the gospel along the way. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a brief life, brief and fragile. And so uh, here I am, here you are. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for caring. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, thank you for noticing, Maya. I'm Anchalanda, and if anyone knows me, they know that this is not where you would normally find me. However, I loved Maya as most of you, all of you, and it was her faithfulness. And through that, that I was introduced to the God of the Bible. And as I think about Maya, I think about 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whatsoever you do, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. And that's how she lived and how she's living. Just want to share that. Thank you. Beautiful tributes from everybody. You all did an amazing job, and I did not do my job very well keeping the time, but that doesn't matter because uh, those are stories worth hearing. And I do apologize to the one sister who's, I put my hand on her shoulder. I think that was the only one I did, so I get to hear from you again, I guess. 
We do want to um, have an opportunity to hear from Pastor Jared Steger. Um, pastor Jared is a pastor at Bethel Baptist Church up in El Sobrante. And uh, come, brother, and share just some words on, uh, uh, from Scripture um, to encourage us at this time. Well, amen. Well, I can say this is a great privilege, and I, I don't take it lightly. As I think about it, if there's any proof that Sonny, Maya Hawkins' life, touched many different people. I guess the proof is that I'm here right now sharing this day with you. Uh, For what greater proof could there be? There wouldn't be much that we would have had in common uh, but a mutual love for Jesus Christ. My wife and I had a great privilege. I consider it the greatest privilege in my short time as being a pastor of welcoming Mrs. Hawkins to spend her final days in our church's missionary apartment. See, we happen to be about a mile away from the Hawkins family home. But you know, nothing happens by accident. There was no happenstance. It was the providence of God that allowed that to open the door for her to spend her final days on earth. And I can comfort you, I can comfort all of you in the fact that Sonny Hawkins died well. She died surrounded by those that she loved and that loved her. In fact, I I don't think I could keep count... (laughs) or track of how many people visited our church property. And what an what a amazing testament to the love that she gave out and came back from so many different people. She died well having so many friends, so many folks surrounding her. But there was something more. It was the peace that she had. The peace that she had in full assurance of her entrance, an abundant entrance, and her sure hope of that abundant entrance into the presence of God. So if you will, with me right now, I'd like to share with you a bit of her testimony. You say, well, what is a testimony? It actually comes from the Greek word martyr, oddly enough. Testimony. A testimony is something every believer has. And I want to tie together her testimony with a tribute. I'd like to do that mentioning her wonderful career, her her life as it began, as many of you know, as a performer, as an actor, as a singer. I got a front row seat for the final act. And she dazzled. She really did. That final act, those last few weeks, and as a minister, I expect to be around for people's final act. And as you know, not every great performer, not every starlet or songbird, that's what I'd like to entitle 
the little sermon I have for you is starlets and songbirds. Because she was a star. Not everyone's final act is acclaimed. Not everyone's final act is award-winning. Not everyone's final act goes like Sonny. And you'll beg my pardon for calling her that. I, I didn't know her by her given name. Uh, I don't think it was until um, her father came on Grandparents' Day last year that I heard uh, her real name. But Sonny seems to fit her so well. That final act made me think about how many people really die well. And I want to ponder that with you just for a minute. A quick review of our American entertainment icons would reveal that few, very few, die well. Their final act often is an act of tragedy. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I just know that in Hollywood, as you look at those songbirds that flew so high, so high off of the ground, and, and they landed abruptly, too short their lives, their final act's a tragedy, but not Sonny Hawkins. Her final act is not a tragedy. But you say, well, she died young, though, in the middle of life, what for so many would be the middle of life. Yet, I want to say to you that it's not a tragedy because her life was a full life in a way that's different than it began, than her first act. Now, we know that she died as the loving wife of Pastor Hawkins, She died the loving mother of six children. And if there are six more beautiful and talented children in the world, I defy you. (laughs) I defy you to show me them. They're special. They're very special. She died well because she died safe in the arms of Jesus. But when we say someone dies well, what do we really mean? And what about those that die young? Do you have to live a full life, full of many years, to a ripe old age for it to to be said of you that you died well? These are the questions that we ponder. What is dying well? What is a full life? I want to propose to you that the answer to those questions And all the important questions is found in the Bible. That's why those Bible studies happened. Because this book contains the answer to what it means to die well. The wisest man of old gave a series of lectures. And they're captured in the small Bible book of Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes 6.3, the wise man ponders... That if a man beget a hundred children and live many years, so that the days of his years be many, and his soul be not filled with good, I say, 
that an untimely birth is better than he. That's a hard saying, if you think about it. An untimely birth represents the shortest lifespan. But the wise philosopher is saying that in some cases, in certain cases, that's better than even the longest lifespan of a hundred years. How is this? Well, he says, if his soul, that is his spirit, be not filled with good. That's the measure. As untimely as dear Sister Hawkins' death was, I know her soul was filled with good. The good graces of the Lord Jesus Christ filled her soul. But the idea of being filled implies that we might be empty. Let me review Sonny's first act. I know very little about Sonny's first act. I know that she was ambitious and talented, and that combination with hard work will take you a long ways. I don't speak as someone who knows, though, because I don't have her talent. None of us have her talent. But you combine that with hard work and ambition, it took her all the way to New York City. Yet for as far as she went and as high as she flew, it wasn't enough. Because her soul was not filled with good, like the wise philosopher told us. In fact, in the very next verse, he talks about people that have wealth and, and, and fame. He says, for he cometh in with vanity and departeth in darkness. And we know it's true. The greatest performers, the greatest showmen, the greatest superstars of stage and film, that could be said of many of them, but not Sonny Hawkins. You see, when it, the Bible uses the word vain, it means nothingness or simply the wind. Fame is like the wind. Sonny would tell you that. You, you can't, it lifts you high, and it lifted her high, songbird and starlet. Many performers, no matter how high they fly, turn to the emptiness of drugs or overindulge their, themselves with lifestyles that only success can afford. It's true. You know it's true. It's, it lines the, 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 the supermarket aisles. The life of the rich and famous is not all it's cracked up to be. Because their soul is not filled with good. The Bible says, and someone mentioned it today, our life is but a vapor. It appeareth for a little while, and then it vanisheth away. Well, so was the first act of Sonny's life. Because you see, you can't bottle the wind. You can't, you can't capture the wind. You can't keep the wind. 
That's what it means when it says vanity. You can't, you can't hold it for long. It's fleeting. It comes. And it goes. That's why, for all her talents and accolades, her accomplishments and her compositions, there was vanity. Nothing but the wind. Just like the wise man said. And she would want you to know that. She would want you to know that she was empty. That that will not fill your life. Even getting to Broadway, as was mentioned. Even being on the greatest stages in the world will not fill your life. But we can be thankful, and I can report to you, that Sonny had a second act. You know, we all need that. We all need it. And it's not by remaking ourselves, because so many think, well, I can have a second act in life. I can be reborn. They even say things on Broadway like, a star is reborn. Maybe a young, beautiful starlet or songbird gets a little older and she comes back as a, as a matronly dame of the stage. That's not what I'm talking about. Because being remade, we cannot really remake ourselves. The second act of Sonny's life was completely unforeseen. It may never have happened, but for a meeting, an introduction, not with any mortal man, though, a meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you knew her when she was young and unstoppable, you knew a different person than I knew. I'm not saying that some of that tenacity didn't stick with her, because it absolutely did. But I'm saying she was different than when she was young. Her second act was different. So we have to ponder why. Well, that Bible book of Ecclesiastes has a series of lectures, as I mentioned, about life and death, sorrow. It's from that that the great songs are written, like there is a time to every season. That actually comes from the Bible. Ecclesiastes 3, he maketh all things beautiful in his time. But the last lecture of that book is really the key to it. And he begins in Ecclesiastes 12.1 saying this, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Remember now thy creator. You see, God is everyone's creator, but he's not everyone's director. We all were created by him, and, and, and Sonny is a, a, a wonderful creation of God. Having her voice, having her presence, her life. And while we can all say that God is our creator, whether some might want to deny that, it's true. But to make him your director... See, that's when Sonny's second act began. She got a new director. The Lord Jesus Christ 
became director of her life. And her part in life, her desires, her esteem, the things that she valued, it all changed in a second act. An act where Jesus was in control. You have to understand, though, and she would want you to understand this, you cannot remake yourself. You can't do that because the creator is needed to recreate you. You cannot do it yourself. You say, well, I could try something. I could try to remake myself in a new image. I could try to turn over a new leaf. I could try to make myself better and be like Sonny. No, we can't be like anybody else. Our creator, yes, we came from him. But we need to be recreated. What the Bible calls being born again. Not reborn, born anew. Not reborn, born from above. That's what to be born again means. To be born anew from above. It can happen to any or all of us, but it needs to happen because without the new birth, you're spiritually dead. The director, you don't hear his voice. You don't know him. And your spirit is empty. And if you have a hundred children and live a hundred years, it won't change that. Or win Grammys, or make gold records, or platinum records. Jesus said, that which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Sonny would want you to know that she was born again. She would want you to know that she was born anew from on high. She would want you to know that she heard that message, remember, now. Now, not tomorrow. Thy Creator. Her testimony was, and she shared with me that it was 14 years ago, Sonny was born anew from above by God. A new person came forth. The old was shed. This is the imagery of salvation. Salvation. Like a butterfly bears no resemblance to the caterpillar that came before. So Sonny in her second act, although she looked like the same person, had the same DNA, <laughs> there was something different about her. The old was left and shed. The Apostle Paul says it this way in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the gospel. That's what Sonny would want you to hear. You know how I know that she would want you to hear it? Because her van had bumper stickers all over it that told you where you could go find the gospel. 
So let me try to explain it, if I could, in terms of the stage. You are trying to be a good person. You're trying to live a script as a good person. You're trying to act like you're a good person, and the script is in front of you. It's the Ten Commandments. It's, you know, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, love the Lord your God. And you're trying to follow this script, and you're not doing it well. And then, in understudy, someone else comes and, and takes your place. That's Jesus. And he fulfills it perfectly. The role, he perfectly kept God's law. He kept the script that we could never keep. Then, maybe you're called upon to do another role. And some of you who are performers like hers, I don't know that you ever called upon to play the villain. You might think, I'd be good at that or I'd be bad at that. But to play a villain, I can't see Sonny Hawkins ever playing a villain. <laughs> I'm not sure she was ever cast in that role. How about a condemned criminal? One that's, that's just waiting to be executed. Would you want to play that role? Would you be able to conjure up what it feels like? What if it really was you? What if that was you before a holy God? that realized, I'm condemned. It, if I play this role out all the way, I'm going to suffer the punishment and the wrath of God. But then again, someone else comes to take your place. That's Jesus. He played the role of the villain. He played the role of the condemned criminal. Because when God looked on him, the Bible says that he looked on him, he became a curse for us. The Bible says anyone who hangs on a tree is cursed. He played a cursed, condemned criminal. He played the role, the Bible says, that our sins were placed on him who knew no sin. So he went to that cross playing a role that he should rightly have never found himself in. That of a condemned person. That of, and the crowd mocked him. They jeered him. They made fun of him. And he was doing it for you. He was doing it for me. Because I couldn't be a good person. He did that. And then when I couldn't die for myself or do anything to appease God's wrath, he did that for me too. On the cross at Calvary. And Sonny would want you to know that. He finished our script. He completed it in a crown performance. And now he's crowned. He sits at the right hand of God. He wants to be your director. But only you can make him. Thank God the script didn't end when he died. For three days later, he rose again. And that's the hope that we have. That's the hope that Sonny had. That she could die well. That she could have a final act that dazzled. Knowing that she would see Jesus. And I'm sure all of us can imagine 
the singing before the throne of God. He now stands ready to save Jesus. He's conquered death. And all who call on his name, who are willing to call them, call him their director and their Lord. They have, you have to leave your troop, though. <laughs> okay? You can't stay. You have to join his. You have to join with him. You have to have him call the shots. You have to abandon yourself. to his loving care. We've now come to the end, the end of Sonny's sermon. Today, she sings in heaven, awaiting that resurrection of the just promised by Daniel the prophet. But what about you? Has your life on this stage, on this earth, left your soul empty? devoid of anything satisfying, of the peace and assurance of that abundant entrance? Are you ready to meet God today? Be honest with yourself. That's what Sonny would say. Have you spent time trying to grasp the wind and bottle it? And it's escaped your grasp as it has all others. Can I tell you, It's time for a second act. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. He's always been there in the shadows. But you failed to take notice. Maybe until now, but today you can turn yourself over to him. Let him finish and take your sins upon himself at the cross. You shed yourself and move on, and now you get to play a role of a child of God. Someone known of God. Someone with a home in heaven. A faithful follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you would bow your heads with me. I want to give you an opportunity, if you're here and you don't know that you'd have that abundant entrance, if you don't know for sure that you're saved, if you don't, you can't distinctly remember starting and being born again, if you're here and you haven't turned your life over to the director of all directors, the one who died for you to buy you, I ask you today, turn your life over to him you can follow Sonny in doing that and you can follow Sonny in having a wonderful second act yes it was short too short we would say but God knows remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth while you still have time to give him while you still have time to fulfill your second act that he has for you And then your final act, oh then, the peace and assurance of knowing that you have a home in heaven, that you have a Lord welcoming you into those eternal and heavenly places. 
Today might be your day, and Sonny would be happy. Father God, I thank you for the gospel. I thank you for Sonny. What a trophy of God's grace. What a testimony of a life short, yes, but filled with the wonderful graces of her Lord Jesus Christ. And the lovely assurance. Be with the family, I pray. Be with Pastor Hawkins. Give him strength. Father, I pray you would touch uh, the children. Lead them in your ways. Help those of us around them to love them. Encourage them in the Lord, we pray. Help us as we grieve. Give us strength. Help us to turn it all over to you, we pray. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jared. Thank you. I'm going to invite the musicians, vocalists, to come up to the stage at this time. If you would grab your microphones and join me up here on the stage. And as they're moving, Pastor Walter Jamie Hawkins, would you join me here just for a moment? My brother, we love you. You know that. And I want to give you just a moment to um, introduce what's about to happen and also just to say anything that you want to prior to that next song. God bless you. I want to say thank you to Pastor Stagger and Kathy Stagger and all the pastors here, all the friends here. I want to say thank you to Redwood Chapel, Doug Tegner, Jeff Miller, my friends, very recent friends at Focal Point Baptist Church, Bethel Baptist Church, Love Center Ministries, where I came from, and the church that God has given me to pastor, Transforming Love Christian Center. Where I serve with faithful people, uh, David, Rick, and Keith. I know you are here. I love you. I love everyone. I want to also say to Tori Logan, thank you so much for your services. Ebony, Tanya, and Javon, thank you for being her friend. Auntie Kim. Uh, one other person that I must mention, um, Keisha Russell up there at the top. She is um, amazing and doing all of this work on the heels of finding out that her father has passed. And she has been faithful, and she has walked 
her faster through all of the stuff that I would naturally mess up. <laughs> I loved Sonny. My wife was an amazing woman, amazing singer, vocal arranger, vocal producer, Bible bee trainer, <laughs> homeschooling teacher, educator, vocal trainer, a great, great mother. She ran a very tight ship. We will miss her. When you look at the program, you will see a list of bullet points, a list of things that she accomplished. And there were many more achievements um, that we did not mention. Um, she was just amazingly gifted. But I got a front row seat to watching Sonny Hawkins grow in Christ. Um, possibly the closest seat. And those things that she accomplished didn't really matter anymore. There is one more title that I would add to Sonny Hawkins that probably did not get mentioned in, in, in clarity, and I would say that um, Sonny was an evangelist. Sonny eventually put down her mic, packed her purse with gospel tracks, put on her Ugg boots, and walked the streets, fellowshipping with churches, Bethel Baptist being one of them, going door to door, preaching about the love of Jesus Christ. One day she came home excited and she said to me, she said, Daddy! I said, what? You know, Daddy is a name that I have now. My name is, I don't know what it is anymore. When you have six children, you lose your name. Because I think my new name is Daddy Hawkins or something. I used to be called something else. But, but anyway, she came home one day. She was so excited. She said, you know, I was at a treatment center, and I got a chance to talk to somebody else whose time was running out like me. And she said, you know, I was thinking, I'll take a chance. Maybe they will hear about the love of Jesus now. Maybe with the time running out, the clock running out, maybe they will listen to Jesus' warnings about repenting of your sins and trusting in Christ for salvation, holding on to his truth, trusting in what he did on the cross to save our necks. Maybe they'll listen then. But here's the truth of the matter, saints. We all don't know how much time we have. Anyway, she was excited about that, and it's been said before. I will just say it again. If you're leaning on your own self-righteousness, you will fail. If you're looking at your track record and thinking it's good enough, 
It is not. There is only one perfect Savior. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For me, this was not just a marriage. This was, for some of you who know her, a mission. And as it says, in sickness and in health, until death do us part. I did the best that I could by the grace of God who helped me to serve my wife and serve my children. I had the opportunity to watch Sonny go through a process. She went from concerns about singing and performing to an audience of many to only being concerned about an audience of one. I watched that. What mattered to her most is how Jesus felt that she was singing. So years ago in a little apartment, we rented a little spot. I was coming back from New York. Just got back from working with Lauren Hill, and Lauren Hill told me, she said, you should take that wife of yours and do an album. I said, okay, we'll do. And so we're there in the ghetto watching drugs, prostitution, like Lot's wife looking out the window. <laughs> Seeing all kinds of, you know, I think Lauren's right. We should do an album. I think some people need to hear the gospel. And every place, if you know me, every place that I move into, I turn it into a home studio. Every place. So Sunny had her room. I had my living room area. You know Amar. And we would turn into a studio, and we realized the best way for us to work together is for us to send each other files so we wouldn't fight each other. So I'd work on the music, and she'd work on the singing. And one day I was working on a different sound, and she came out of her room because she was working on something. She said, you know what? What is that? I said, I'm working on this, this song. I don't know what it's going to be, but I, I, you like it? She said, yeah, send me that. Send me that. So she went in. Next day came out with a song. It probably took her a day. Maybe not because she was a genius. She came out with this song, and the song is called What a Man. Yeah. And we are now going to sing that song. I believe it is her musical masterpiece, in my opinion. Amen. Um, talking about Jesus Christ. We're going to have Nicholas and Antonique and Misha and some friends of ours who have sung with us and our son, Mr. Jamie Hawkins. I thank all of you for supporting us. A lot of you have given and shown your love and prayed for us, and we, I expect you would do the same. I love all of you. We have a lot of work to do, and, but God is with us. Amen? Amen. What a man.
Say, what a man, what a friend. Anybody know him today? How many anybody ever met that man? Can anybody say he was a friend when I didn't have a friend? And he was there for me when nobody else was there. What a man, what a friend. Stand on your feet, we're about to get out of here. I thought about something, Pastor Jamie. And uh, where's your mom at? There she go. Uh, Mama Tremaine, I thought about, it was probably over 30 years ago that your dad was having a concert and he put you on stage playing the bungos. Remember that? Back with the keyboard. Keyboard or something. And now here you are doing it with your son. That's legacy. I love you, man. Let's pray. Man, you good. You play anywhere on Sunday? <laughs> I'm looking for a keyboard player. <laughs> Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word today. Using our pastor. Thank you for my friend, Pastor Jamie. Thank you, God, for the life of Sonny. We already miss her. But, Lord, you saw fit. You don't make mistakes. Your word declares to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And we didn't lose anything because when you lose something, you don't know where it's at. But we know where, Jane, where, where, we know where Sonny is. And Sonny is with you. So, Lord, we need your help now. My friend needs your help. He has to raise those kids. He needs support. They need strength. And, God, you can do it. I'm not worried about you, God. I'm worried about us to fill in those spaces. Because this is a big gap to fill. She was a wife, a mother, a friend, an incredible person. But God, you are awesome and you can do it. So Lord, I need you to not only put it on my heart, but put it on all of our hearts to reach out to Jamie and his kids, to be there for them. God, give them everything that they need to do what they do. You said in your word, you will supply all of our needs. So God, continue to enlarge his coast. Keep your hand on him. Keep all of them from evil. Let them not cause grief or pain. Bless them and blow their minds. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, God, and amen. You are dismissed. May the Lord bless you real good. your name Lord Jesus we hail you King of Kings Lord of Lords Lion of Jesus